Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. Acts chapter 16, we want to start in verse 16. Verse 16. Today we want to speak on the theme when we find ourselves in unexpected places. When we find ourselves in unexpected places. Acts chapter 16 Starting at verse 16 to verse 34, you could follow along on your phones, your Bibles, or on the screen. Once when we were going to a place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul came, became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone. They seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for, for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. And the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet to the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken At at once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He He then brought them out and asked, sirs, What must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in the house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into the house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Your word is a a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It leads us and guides us, O Lord, as this word has encouraged me and stirred up my heart 
of this week. I pray that it would do the same for someone this morning, oh Lord. I pray, Lord God, that we would open our hearts to sense, our eyes to see, our ears to hear exactly what you want to speak into our lives today. That our Sunday would change our Monday. We pray in Jesus' name. And the church says, you may be seated. When we find ourselves in unexpected places, when we find ourselves in unexpected places, have you ever been in a circumstance that you don't know how you got there? You don't know why? You woke up in the morning and it was the last thing you expected at the end of the day. Um, you had been doing everything right. You know, I'm, I'm going to church, I'm praying, I'm studying the Bible, I'm going to small groups, connect groups, uh, uh, I'm tithing, I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything right. And I find myself in a hardship, in an unexpected place uh, in my life. Maybe we made a bad choice and that bad choice took us to a place that we just never thought it would take us such a place of hardship and brokenness. And we all go through seasons and times and experiences in our lives that we did not expect, all of us. You know, uh, how many of us have had to deal with broken relationships and people that we were so close with and people that we did life with and people that we loved and they loved us and everything was wonderful. All of a sudden, one day you look and those relationships have been broken. And you say, man, I never thought that we would get here. Unexpected places. Maybe you walked into work one day and the boss looked at you and said, you know, we don't really need you anymore. And it was the last thing you expect that, that morning, unexpected places, right? Or maybe you walked into the doctor's office and, and the doctor gave you bad news. And you were like, oh, I didn't expect that today, right? Or God forbid you woke up that morning and you were driving to work and somebody ate a red light and hit your car and you were in a bad car accident. And, and you're like, this morning everything was fine and tonight look where I'm at, an unexpected place. Or maybe you got that horrible call and, and you've lost a loved one. And you're like, man, I just, how my, my life has changed. It's, it's an unexpected place. We all have had to deal with those things in life, right? We all find ourselves in unexpected places. And, and you know, and, and you say, man, but I just, just didn't know that this was going to happen. That's what happened with Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas were doing nothing wrong. In fact, um, they had just finished liberating a possessed girl. They had just finished liber liberating a possessed girl who had a spirit um, of, 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 of over her. And, uh, and because they did that, they are whipped, they're imprisoned, and they don't know what the next day will bring them. They found themselves in an unexpected place. Woke up in the morning doing the will of the Lord, preaching, um, teaching, rebuking, and now they find themselves whipped severely in prison, and they don't know what to expect the next day. Unexpected places. You know, when we look at the story, we often it's talked about the miracle of the earthquake that, that shakes the stones and rattles the foundation and loosens their chains. We often talk about that. But today, I, I want to suggest to you that um, what God wanted to do that night wasn't, wasn't, to liberate Paul and Silas, but it was to liberate the jailer. I want to encourage you today. I want us to look at Paul and Silas, and I want us to look at their response to their situation of being in an unexpected place. 
How did they respond to their unexpected place? Four things I want to share with you this morning. The first one is, what was their response in their place? How can we, what can we learn from them? The first one is, don't alter your worship. They didn't alter their worship. The Bible says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them, right? Uh, in the midnight hour, chained, in prison, just finished being uh, flogged, whipped. What are they doing? They're worshiping. Their circumstance, their unexpected place did not alter their worship. The Bible teaches us at the midnight hour they were praying and they were singing and they were worshiping and everyone there heard them. They did not alter their worship. I want to encourage you today when you find yourself in unexpected places, don't alter your worship. The Bible reminds us that our worship is not contingent of our circumstances. Our worship is not contingent of our circumstances. In fact, the psalmist says in Psalm 71, 8, My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. In other words, in the morning, I worship. In the afternoon, I worship. In the evening, I worship. In the summertime, I worship. In the winter, I worship. In good times, I worship. In bad times, I worship. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all the day. In all circumstances, we worship. Right? You remember the story of Job and one day he lost his money, his family, his children. He lost his home. He lost his identity in society. And then his wife comes to insult him. And he says these words, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Worship. His worship was not altered because of his circumstance. The Bible reminds us that our worship is not contingent of our circumstances. When we find ourselves in unexpected places, worship is important. Why? Worship does not erase our pain. Worship does not erase our grief. Worship transforms our grief into peace and faith in God. When, when you make a declaration like, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth, and by your great power and outstretched arms, nothing is too hard for you. It's a declaration of praise. You are God and nothing is too hard for you. It changes our sense of grief, of pain, of loss, and reminds us that in him we have hope and peace. So worship does not alter our pain. It does not alter our grief but it reminds us that he is still God and he's sitting on the throne. And that gives us peace and that gives us joy and that gives us rest. Right? There's a story in the Bible that reminds us during unexpected times, worship, prayer must be consistent. Daniel had been set up. His enemies had set up a decree against him and he could not pray for 30 days. And the Bible tells us that Daniel would pray morning, afternoon, and evening. The Bible tells us that he would open up the window towards Jerusalem. And he would pray to Jehovah. And this decree was set up intentionally to alter Daniel's worship, Daniel's prayer life. But the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 10, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. In other words, the hardship, the unexpected place, 
did not alter his worship. The Lord was with him. The Lord delivered him. The Lord let him know that his faithfulness, he would honor. The Lord would honor. Sometimes we let our circumstances take our emotions. Sometimes our unexpected places, they take our emotions and they take control of our emotions and they take us to bad places, emotionally speaking. But I love what the psalmist said in Psalm 42, 11. It says, um, why my soul are you downcasted? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Unexpected places take us to uh, at times uh, to an unhealthy emotional place where, you know, woe are we because of our circumstances. But the psalmist says, remember to speak to our soul and say, why so disturbed within you? Put your hope in God. Praise him for he is your savior and your God. Uh, unexpected places should not alter our worship. Unexpected times will come to each and every one of us. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes we haven't done nothing uh, to deserve it. But I want to let you know that uh, we are called to do, as the psalmist said in Psalm 71, I will praise you more and more. Don't let unexpected hardships and circumstances change you. Uh, there's no name like the name of God. In our time of hardship, in our time of uncertainty, unexpected places. Our declaration should always be, Lord, there's none like you. You are faithful and you are good. You are the creator of all things. No one is more wise. No one is more powerful. No one is like you, O God. And I hide myself in you. Worship should come from us in unexpected places. So I want to encourage you here today. What can we learn from Paul and Silas in the prison? They did not change their worship. They continued to worship. And I love that it says, and all the prisoners heard them. And the church says, unexpected places. What can we learn from Paul and Silas? They didn't alter their worship. Number two, their righteousness was not compromised. Their righteousness was not compromised. Um, uh, uh, verse 25 says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners was listening to them. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once the doors opened, at once the doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors were open, he drew his sword, and he was about to kill himself uh, because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. Thank you, bro. We are all here. I, I, I love this portion of the story because the earthquake that God provided, that God sent, it was not for them to run from prison. The earthquake was not for them to be liberated from, from their chains. The earthquake was to liberate the jailer from his personal chains. Right? I love this portion because it, you know, someone else says, you know, this is the Lord, man. We are out of here. You know, but they understood that they had a legal and ethical responsibility at the moment to stay there. And they, hold, they held on to righteousness. Paul and Silas staying in the jail, although they could have run, right? It was the instrument that God used to convince the jailer that there was something special about these two men. They were men of integrity. And it caused the jailer to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? They lived in such a way at the moment 
that the jailer said there's something about them. You see, God wanted to reach the jailer. He was a good man. He was loyal. He was sincere. He was responsible. And God wanted to reach him. And the way that God wanted to reach him was through a, not through a mighty work of an earthquake, but by the righteous acts of Paul and Silas. The earthquake didn't impress the jailer. It was the way that Paul and Silas lived that brought him to the place that said, what must I do to be saved? What will convince a lost world of the Savior, of Jesus? What will convince this lost world is the way that the church lives, the righteous living of the church. It is the testimony of who we are in this lost world. If those who call themselves Christians lie for gain, if those who call themselves Christian, Christians manipulate for advancement, take advantage of the failures of others for their own personal gain, no one will ever see the difference within the church and the world. And the world will never ask, what must I do to be saved? But righteous living, doing the right thing in every circumstance, draws the unbeliever to say, I want what you have, and I want to be saved. It's, it's in the midst of unexpected times, hard times, in the midst of sickness, in the midst of betrayal, in the midst of pain, if in the midst of sickness and betrayal and pain, if we change who we are because of our circumstances, if we respond the wrong way, we're telling the world and we're telling those around us that the gospel is only good for us when things are going good. We're telling them, hey, if we're just good soldiers when all is good and when unexpected times come, we do what we got to do to manipulate, to gain, to lie and get out of this circumstance, then we're telling this world that we're only good soldiers when things are good. In other words, the gospel really doesn't work. But in unexpected times, we're called to what? Don't compromise righteousness. To do the right thing, to live the right way. And the world will ask us, what must we do to be saved? The world will ask us that. The church, every believer, every Christian, we have the responsibility to do our best to function through righteousness. For we are the instrument that God uses to convince the lost world that there is a better way. And his name is Jesus. So we must. We must guard ourselves and, and, and we must understand every situation that we live in and we must give attention to our lifestyle, give attention to our responses, give attention to the way that we speak, give attention to the circumstances around us. We must guard, our house from, guard ourselves from lying and cheating and manipulation and deception for those things are only a reason for the world to say they are hypocritical. But if in unexpected times we continue to lift the banner of Jesus and righteousness and we say, no, no, come hell or high water, I will live for Jesus. The world will realize there's something about them. Tell me, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? We must guard our hearts. We must guard our actions. We must teach our children. 
We are not who we are because the circumstances. We are who we are because this is the call of God upon our lives. And circumstances will never change us. We are called not to compromise righteousness. And the church says, we're talking about uh, uh, how to live in unexpected times. Um, we're reminded today that we don't alter our worship, that we don't compromise uh, righteousness. Number three, uh, we're reminded that our assignments don't change. They didn't change their assignments. Don't change your assignment. Verse 31, I love that in verse 31 it says, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. That's the response of Paul and Silas when the jailer asked them, What must I do to be saved? Then they spoke a word to the Lord to him and to all those others in his house. And at that hour, at that night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. And immediately he and his household were baptized. Their assignment did not change. Um, when we read the story in Acts chapter 16, we see that they were uh, sharing the gospel. And even the possessed young girl, when we look at her words, even she is saying, these are the ones that are teaching us how to be saved. Even she recognized their assignment. Their assignment had been what? To preach the gospel. And they did not alter their assignment. Their assignment did not change. And when they had the moment, they looked at the jailer and they said, this is what you need to do to be saved. And the Bible says that him and his whole household were saved, were baptized. Um, they took the opportunity and remembered uh, their assignment. Uh, I want to remind you today that um, don't let unexpected circumstances change what God has called you for. Don't let it change what God has called you for. You know, have you embraced your assignment? I love that Paul and Silas had an assignment and it was seen. They were sharing the good news to all. Even the possessed girl knew their assignment, right? Uh, she says, these are the servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved, right? So we're reminded that each and every one of us have been entrusted a call and an assignment. Each and every one of us, you know, to share Christ, to represent Christ, uh, to be light in this world, salt in this world, right? To, to be a city on a hill. We're, we're reminded that we're called to love God and, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. We're reminded to share the good news in all seasons. This is the call upon the church, upon you, upon me. We've been given the ministry of reconciliation. We're called to be the church of God, right? It's, it's the call, the assignment upon the church. And we're, we're never to change that. We're always to remember that in unexpected times, this is who we are. And then you can apply it personally to your life. The Lord has given each and every one of us different giftings. And he's put things in our hearts and passions in our heart and zeal within our heart. Each and every one of us have different giftings and, and those giftings are developing and those giftings sometimes develop quickly, other times they develop slowly. But the Lord has given us all different giftings and different passions and zeal. And, and at times, unexpected circumstances come into our lives and we find ourselves no longer functioning in the things that God has called us for. Somebody discouraged us, and you know what? I'm just going to sit in the corner. Man, the pastor let me down. You know what? I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to just go there, you know, and sit in the corner. Somebody did something to me, or, or you know what? Things are not going easy for me. Look at how uh, this family gets to buy a house, and that family gets to buy a house, and, and we're still looking to buy a house. And you know what? I, I, I'm going to stop doing what I, I would, I've been called to do. I'm just going to sit somewhere in the church and be left there. We, we let circumstances, we let people discourage us. We let circumstances discourage us, and we what? We give up on our assignment. I want to remind you today that Paul and Silas, man, 
come hell or high water. Prison, incarcerated, changed, whipped. They were consistent in their call. They were messenger, messengers of Jesus. I want to encourage you. Be faithful to the call of God in your life. Be faithful to the things that the Lord has put in your heart. Respond to them. Don't let anything or any circumstance rob you from the very thing that God has put in you. Uh, be faithful to it. Don't let unexpected circumstances come and derail you from the very thing that God has called you. And the church says, amen. amen. So we're talking about uh, unexpected times in our lives, right? We're reminded that in unexpected times, we don't alter our worship. We don't compromise our righteousness. We don't give up on our assignment. And the last one is uh, in unexpected times, uh, we're reminded um, that there's an unexpected outcome. There's an unexpected outcome. Paul and Silas could not see what God was doing. Paul and God bless you. Paul and Silas could not see what God was doing. There was an unexpected outcome. Uh, God was about uh, to change not only that, this Roman soldier's life, but he was about to change the whole family as well. And God wanted to reach this Roman soldier, and he, he was a good man, a loyal man. He was sincere, and God wanted to reach him, and, and God wanted to use this circumstance of the mighty earthquake to do it, not to do it, but he wanted to, use right, he wanted to use Paul and Silas to do the work. It was an unexpected outcome. As believers um, that are trying to live right, we need to know that unexpected times will come. That does not mean the absence of God. It does not mean that God is not there. It does not mean that God is not hearing us. Uh, it, it's not a result of bad decisions. Uh, it's not a result of bad decisions. At times we talk to people and they're like, am I going through this because I didn't do this or didn't do that? No, no. Sometimes unexpected times will come to our lives. It doesn't mean that God is absent. It doesn't mean that God is, is cursing us. No, no. Um, it, it may mean that God is looking for an outcome that we could never see with our human eyes. It could mean that there's an unexpected outcome. Paul and Silas never saw that God wanted to save the jailer. And they had to be whipped for it, and they had to be incarcerated for it, and imprisoned for it. Um, but it was an unexpected outcome. Perhaps you find yourself in a circumstance that you don't understand why. I want to tell you today, don't alter your worship. Don't compromise righteousness, and don't change your assignment because there's an unexpected outcome that God wants to orchestrate um, that we can never see with our human eyes. You know, we remember, we're reminded of the story of David when he fought the, the giant Goliath. No one expected that, July, that Goliath's head would be cut off that day. David's worship was not altered. His righteousness was not compromised, and his assignment did not change. When you read that story, you see that he was consistent in worship, consistent in righteousness, and consistent with his assignment. And he approached the giant with that heart. And he says this um, to, the, to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. An unexpected outcome. No one thought that that's what would happen to Goliath that day. But David came and no one would change his worship of who God was. 
David came and he, no one would change his righteousness. No, this is not going to happen. He came and he understood his assignment. He said, look, man, I, I, I've teared down the animal with my bare hands. This giant is no match for me. He understood his assignment and there was an unexpected outcome. I want to encourage you today. In this life that we live, we will be confronted with unexpected outcomes, uh, unexpected times. Things come to our lives, and, and our job is to stay faithful. Stay faithful, understanding that God is sovereign, and he's working circumstances out for his glory and for his honor. For his glory and for his honor. We're just instruments in God's hands. He will place us and position us in different circumstances for his glory. We may not always like it. It may not always feel good. It may not always be the best thing for us, but it is what's taking us to the greater good and what lifts up the name of the Father on high, and we fulfill the will of God in those times. So I want to encourage you. Stay faithful. The psalmist said, your way, O God, is holy. What God is great like you. So today, when we find ourselves in unexpected places, I want to encourage you, don't alter your worship. You stay faithful. Worship the Lord in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the summer, in the winter. You stay faithful. Worship him more and more. Nothing should alter our worship. And the church says, in our unexpected places, we stay righteous. Stay righteous. Sometimes our unexpected places, we'll say, you know what, I can't do this because um, look where I'm at. Or, and, it, and it derails us. It takes us to a place where we know we should not be. Stay righteous. Don't lie, don't cheat, don't manipulate. Um, stay faithful, obedient. Stay right in unexpected places. Right? Understand, don't, don't change your assignment. And say, you know what, this came, I didn't expect it. You know, I'm going to stop doing this. No, God has called you for that. You stay faithful. Why? Because God has an unexpected outcome. Something that you can't see, something that I can't see, something that only the one who knows past, present, and future can see. Someone who's above all things and yet in all things. Only he can see the unexpected outcome, and at the right moment, he will be glorified. And hindsight is so powerful, you'll look back and say, wow, God was at work in this unexpected circumstance. And the church says, Amen. so as I get ready to close here today, in your unexpected places, wait for God to intervene. He may not be doing it your way. He may not be doing it your way, but trust me that he's doing it. Stick to the plan. God's sovereignty is perfect. It's unfailing. His plan is perfect. Sometimes we mess it up trying to figure out what God wants to do. But I want to encourage you today, don't alter your worship. Don't compromise righteousness. Don't change your assignment. Wait for unexpected outcomes. If we do things right, God will always be glorified. And the church says, Amen. if you receive the teaching, can you give the Lord a hand clap this morning? I'm going to invite you to stand. Perhaps you're here today and you're visiting us and you feel like, man, I, I'm, I'm in an unexpected place in my life. Perhaps I feel like I didn't even know that I would be in church today. 
I didn't even know that I would be here this morning, and, and God is speaking to me. And I know that I need to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? I know. I know I need to draw closer to God. I know that I need to reconcile with God. I know that I need to get some things right in my life. I know that. But the Lord is speaking to you today. And he wants, to, he wants to give you an outcome to your life that will change your life forever. Change your life forever. Maybe you're here today and you say, I need Jesus. I need reconciliation. I need to, to draw closer to him. I'm a good man. I'm a good woman. I'm, I'm being responsible. I'm being faithful. But I know I'm missing something. Jesus, he is the answer. To the church who's here today, as we start this new year, I felt the Lord was leading us to this message because the new year will bring us unexpected circumstances in life. Things we did not expect. Things that... We did not know what would happen. And the Lord is giving us direction. How do we respond? Don't alter your worship. You continue to recognize that he is God sitting on the throne. And there is none like him. Worship him in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. For he is worthy to be worshipped. Don't change. Don't compromise righteousness. Stay faithful. Do what's right. Do what God expects of us. Understand that in God's, in righteous decisions, we always find God's perfect will. Don't alter your assignment. Continue to be faithful to the things that God has called you to be faithful to. And when you least expect it, you're going to find yourself with an unexpected uh, result. That God is going to glorify himself. And you're going to see his will in his way and you're going to see how he has led you and guided you through that time and maybe you're here today and the lord is speaking to you and you would like prayer to help you to apply that teaching to your life as we sing this next song the altar is open if you wish you can join us here at this altar we'd love to pray with you and for those who say i need jesus i'm done living this life without him could you be so bold and as we sing this song, would you join us here at the altar? We want to say a prayer of faith that will change your life forever. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.